It's Health Quest Radio. It's Dr. David Kolbaba on AM 560. The answer. It's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you, well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. Our adventure guide, he is ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's a clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, and my favorite radio boss, here's our host, Dr. David Kolbaba. On this Saturday morning, uh, looks like we're going to be having some good weather this weekend. It's about time to get outside <laughs> or maybe stay inside. Um, welcome to another edition of HealthQuest. Today, a two-hour special. Our normal time is at 11 o'clock, and if you're tuning in at 10 o'clock right now, well, welcome. Uh, we represent the longest-running health news and science show uh, in Chicago. And we've been on some, what, 35 years, something like that. And we're just having a lot of fun. Now, I understand that the last few weeks have not been a lot of fun, and I can understand that. But today, I'd like to get back to a subject that I didn't complete last week. I had this enthusiastic kind of sense about a list that I had, and I'd like to get to that as the show goes on. And it has to do with um, something that might help your body's immune response. You know, we're all talking about the vaccine 17 months away. And I'm thinking with the World Health Organization saying that even if you have the antibodies, it doesn't mean that you cannot be reinfected. And yet, if you listen to the other side of another story told by another person, it's kind of like they're saying, well, if you got the antibodies, well, then, then you've got protection. And that's what it's all about. And then there's the herding mentality of saying that, well, if enough of us get it, that would be good because we will adjust. Our immune system will adjust Um, so that we will have a better defense and be able to defend ourselves against not just this virus, but other viruses. Now, if you've been doing what I have been doing, and that's listening to some of the news media and these, these, these newscasts that are, that are daily coming not only from uh, Governor Pritzker and we got the mayor Lightfoot and we've got those coming out of Washington, um, you'd hear this, this conflicting news don't leave your house. All the stores are closed, but then they're open, but then they're closed. And, and, you, and you can't help 
but get confused. First, you must not leave the house for nope. any reason. No. Nope. Unless, of course, you have a reason, and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This it, virus is deadly, it, but don't be afraid of it. No. It can only kill people who are vulnerable yeah. and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And uh, it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected uh, that we build immunity. Okay, and, and then we, we can't go to the hospitals or even to the doctor's office. And, this, of course, the schools are closed. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless, of course, you are too sick to go there. Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Oh, every no. day. If oh. you are not home educating children, you may yeah. also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Yeah, right. And then about the masks. Wear one or don't wear one? Well, if you're looking at the calendar date, I guess yesterday we do. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus, but you still need to wear one because Mm. it can save lives. And in some cases, it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. Mm. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better. And do you think people are eating less or eating more during this... COVID-19. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper. Mm. It's important to get fresh air, Uh, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places. Uh Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. Mm. Yeah, doesn't it drive you crazy? And I'm not going to play any more of of those. I'm not going to, because it's driving me crazy too, just hearing it. Just this morning to get us up to date with some news and hopefully better news later because we're going to be covering the subject of what we can do more uh, that is better for our body's immune system and what we could be doing less. And again, I was mentioning that last week I started my list and I, well, I only got through the first item. Um, so today I'm hoping to burn through. Uh, with a couple hours to do it with you on this Saturday morning. And I'd like to burn through that list with you and see how far we can get. And I know it's not, it doesn't help me to help you or it doesn't help you if I were to say you need to wash your hands, right? I mean, with great clarity, some of us know with certainty what we could be doing and maybe some things we should curtail. And I have a sense that even though we know we shouldn't be overeating, we are. And so I think some of us are uh, weighing more today than we did at the at the onset of this thing. But I also believe that we're all responsible for the body that God gave us. And so we need to make those adjustments. And I think sometimes it comes down to making a personal decision as to what we're going to do um, with all due respects to what we're hearing from even our government. And I, I just have to say that I believe the higher health one enjoys, the better we can interpret how best uh, to serve our body, our family, and our our neighbors. And I don't really know if some of what I'm hearing that we should do is necessarily uh, a necessity for us to be listening to some of those on high who are telling us how to be decent people. I just don't know that I need that. I don't know that I require that at this time. 
and yet there's a, a certain segment of the news that can't be trusted, and I understand that you know that too. Uh, this morning, the headline just posted this morning, China lied about the origin of the coronavirus, leaked intelligence report says. A damning dossier leaked from the Five Eyes, and that the Five Eyes is a, an intelligence alliance uh, of Australia, uh, the United States, the UK, New Zealand, and, and I believe Canada. And uh, they uh, have established uh, through their, um, I would just say, investigation uh, relating to the human-to-human transmission of the virus and, and how some of the whistleblowers in China have, have vanished. Uh, and, and, and China has refused to hand over virus samples so that those of us in the West could make a vaccine. Um, I'm reading here from the New York Post this morning, a bombshell 15-page research document also indicated that the virus was leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, a claim initially dismissed as a conspiracy theory because Chinese officials insisted that the virus came from the local wet markets. Now, I'm going to open our show up today for your questions. Last week, I asked for your questions, and, and you gave them to me. You can fast blast me during the show at Dr. David, Dr. David, Dr. David at healthquestradio.com. And I'm asking that you ask me a question that requires a yes or no, true or false, a very short answer so that I can get through more of them today. But last week, somebody asked me if there, I felt there was any evidence that there was some tinkering going on, um, some foul play, if you will, that regard that, that's uh, that's related to this this pandemic. And I the answer to that question was yes. And it seems like that's being borne out in this story from the New York Post this morning. And reading again from the Post, it says the report from the Intelligence Sharing Alliance of the five leading English-speaking countries, then they listed, basically said it, this, it was an assault of international transparency, meaning that China didn't do their part in the community to let the rest of us know what we could do. The paper described how China downplayed the outbreak around the world while wildly uh, scrambling to bury all the traces of the disease at home, including bleaching the wet market stalls, censoring the growing evidence of asymptomatic carriers of the virus, and stonewalling sample requests from the United States as well as other countries. Beijing started censoring uh, research, uh, search engines as early as December to stop internet surfing relating to the virus, according to the report. Now, now there's, here's something really interesting and sickening at the same time because I have lost just about all the respect that I ever had for the World Health Organization. You see, the World Health Organization went along with China's claims and also denied human-to-human uh, transmission of the virus despite concern from neighboring countries. Intelligence gathering showed that China had the evidence of human-to-human -human transmission from early December and even before, but continued to deny it and, and, and yet it, 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 denying that it, that it could spread uh, this way until all, I was think, I think it was uh, January the 20th, at least according to this, this dossier. So who do you believe? Well, one way or another, whether we're getting the truth from those in leadership here in this country and maybe the spirit that leads you in your own body, I'm not really sure, but we need to be thinking about how we could be better custodians of the body we have. That's what the song I sing every week on HealthQuest is what we can do 
to better ourselves and then lower the anxiety and the fear that we have when we're getting the this upsetting news and maybe what we might say conflicting news that none of us can trust regardless of what party we belong to. So I want you to stay with me. Get your questions to me at drdavid at healthquestradio.com. drdavid, Dr. David at healthquestradio.com. More HealthQuest coming right up. are available in the iTunes store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. We are a nation that has a government, not the other way around. And this makes us special among the nations of the earth. Our government has no power except that granted it by the people. It is time to check and reverse the growth of government, which shows signs of having grown beyond the consent of the governed. It is my intention to curb the size and influence of the federal establishment and to demand recognition of the distinction between the powers granted to the federal government and those reserved to the states or to the people. You are ready to be taught the new way. Well, if I had my druthers and I could encourage any of us to make some decisions. I think uh, this whole pandemic is getting most of our attention, you think, these days. People are second-guessing themselves maybe in, in a good in a good sort of way saying maybe i do need to make some arrangements some adjustments in my life and what could i do that might help restore my immune function because you see in and i know veteran listeners you know this but some of you are tuning in for the first time today and a couple of facts to be told and shared would be in order. Like 75 to even 80% of your body's immune system is located in your gastrointestinal tract. Now, if we as Americans are overeating, it puts more stress and strain on that immune system. Now, you might say, why the heck do we have the bulk of our immune system sitting in our intestine? Why is that? Shouldn't it be in other places? And it is. Our body, for instance, in the eyes, in the liquid that makes up the coating over your eye that allows our lids to blink up and down, that liquid is, con- uh, contains germicides. And you know what it's like when your eyes get itchy. Some of us who might... Um, suffer from allergy symptoms or maybe you are you know having a barbecue and it's all smoky and your eyes water that watering of the eyes is there to help combat trap and combat bugs microbes and those of our new listeners this morning please know something when you hear those folks out there even the professionals 
using the lingo that we can kill a virus. We're wanting to use this because it kills the virus better than that. Purell, these hand sanitizers, how, how lofty is their performance versus everyday soap. It kills viruses. And you got to know viruses can't be killed. They are considered to be biologic entities. They are host-dependent. Yet if we don't know that, we're going to buy into what we hear when what we hear is we can kill viruses. If we could kill them, don't you think we'd be further ahead with viruses? But we're not. And so taking a more personal look at what, or maybe a personal inventory, is what it might be all about for you and me. So today, what would be better for me to entertain when it comes to my thoughts of doing more that might help support Maybe, maybe build on the capabilities of my body's immune system. I mean, what can I do? You know what? I'm not hearing, you know, it's not necessarily what I'm hearing sometimes in these newscasts. Sometimes it's what I'm not hearing that really bothers me. A couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of very talented crisis care physicians, one of them rated number one in this country, Dr. Paul Merrick. And then we also had Dr. Pierre Corey with us. And their bend on how to treat this whole pandemic is, is very contrastingly different than the way we're treating most people. And yet we look at the statistics and see that, that their protocol is effective and it doesn't kill people. And as much as the hoopla was all about getting more respirators, and you know and I know we kept on hearing we didn't have enough of them, everybody's making them, and you know, so on and so forth. And yet the whole idea is seven, maybe eight out of ten people that are put on a respirator die. So it's not about, oh my gosh, we got the respirators in. To me, it's a too-late trading society that we live in. When we use abortion, for instance, to get rid of the... Uh, we'll call it ill-defined baby. We don't want to call it a baby because that's killing and we don't kill in this country. So let's call it a fetus or a zygote. You see, then we can rationalize the removal of it because we're giving women the free choice to make the choice. We don't call it killing. And sometimes I wonder when we do what we do in this country, we sanitize what we do in other ways that sometimes maybe the natural consequences that are negative might be what we see landing on us. And that's all I'll say about that. But with greater clarity, maybe even about the corona situation is what all of us are in true need of. Because if we're left between here and there, hearing conflicting uh, coaching, remedies, or, or even instruction, and now demands by the government when they give us mandates now. You must, you have to. And then you see some poor woman being carted off because she had her kids in the park and she gets arrested. And then you see the people protesting in Michigan because they can't plant a garden this year because the governor says you can't buy seeds. But we can do abortions, but we can get a lottery ticket, but we can't buy vegetable seeds to have a garden where we could bring the family together cultivate the backyard for the first time ever because we've always wanted a garden and never had the opportunity. So this year with daddy being home from work, we're going to plant a garden. And the government steps in and says, no, you won't. 
And that saddens me as much as it frustrates me. And that's part of the angst that I feel and that I see in my fellow Americans. And it's one of those come let us reason together, but I'm not sure if we're going to get much of that from, at least in this state, the state governor and the mayor, because I see so many stupid things being said. You know, the first thing they do when they get to their news conferences is do some kind of death toll thing, you know, to put guilt on us of, of some kind. You know, walking on a path in Chicago and you see signs, you know, stay home, save a life. So if you're going to go for a walk, you're killing somebody. What the heck? Come on. I don't understand that. And so I'm, I'm thinking, as I've always thought, well, what, what could we do if we were given instruction, given some positive feedback to get more clarity in this corona thing? And, and I know you know what to do. Wash your hands. Stay home. I know, but maybe we could be a little bit more specific today. I'm going to rip through a short list right now, and I'm going to go through some detail a little bit later on. But... But one example that I gave a couple weeks ago when we had the couple doctors on, and you can go to our HealthQuest blog site, here's what you do. You go to HealthQuest Radio, and at the top of our HealthQuest homepage, there's a button that takes you to Adventures in Health, which is our blog site. And the reason why we have two sites, I might as well explain it to you, we have so many shows piled up there, we, we didn't want to mire down our website. Oh, another good news. We have a new website coming out that'll be all-inclusive, and I'm hoping it's going to be sooner than later. But just like the corona pandemic, I'm not holding my breath, but <laughs> I want you to watch. I want, I'm getting dirty looks here <laughs> from people here who are working on that. Um, but they're doing their best, and it's going to be a great website, the best website ever, ever in, the, in this land of milk and honey. Um, but you can go uh, to HealthQuest Radio, top of the page, hit the button, and go to uh, I'm not sure what the title of that show was. Uh, uh, corona crisis was it? Was was it Corona crisis? Was it? Was was it? Is that what it was? It was crisis. Yeah. So you can you can go there and get a copy of uh, of that show. Uh, I'm hoping to calm us down. I know it doesn't help us to be anxious, but by some measurement, what we hear would scare anybody. So let's just kind of get quiet here, no matter how loud your life is, and we'll come up with some good ideas for, for, for you to do. That's, that's what I'm thinking. What could we do? Can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. Well, what could we do? Stay right here. It's Dr. David Kolbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio. Let's do it. Go to healthquestradio.com. Dr. David Kolbaba, natural health care practitioner, 32 years and counting. He is a board-certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board-certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. You are ready to be taught the new way. 
know what? I uh, thanks again for tuning in. I gotta say something. It bothers me to see as many of those that we love in pain and scared. I've got a couple patients who have cancer who cannot get surgery. And there are those difficulties and challenges that come into all of our lives that some of these can't be spoken or shared, but they're there and I know they're there for you. And I want you to know that I know they are there. They're in my life as well. And even a couple of minutes ago when I brought up the whole thing about abortion, which is totally off subject, <laughs> I got to tell you, the most innocent lives on the planet, it has to be the unborn. And I was going to apologize for bringing that up, especially because it's off subject. But then I realized we don't need to apologize for something that's, uh, that's a grave mistake that we in this country have made. We ostracize the Nazis for doing what they did. And on and on we go back in history talking about all the different atrocities that are there. And then there's our dirty little secret in this country. So... To change the subject and get back on the other subject, I want to say one last time that we need to care for everybody. And am I buying into the commercials I see on TV and hear on the radio that we're all in this together? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think so. I'm not trying to be down. I'm just saying I don't think so. But it doesn't mean we can't paddle our own boat and get ourselves healthy, you think. And maybe in a healthier state, we would have been doing better with respects to something like this pandemic as blindsided <clears throat> as it appears that the whole world was, except for China. I'm taking your questions here at Dr. David, Dr. David, Dr. David at healthquestradio.com. And you can fast blast me there, and I'll be uh, reading some of these, hopefully all of the questions I'm getting today, preferably if they require a yes or no answer. Here's one um, from Greg. Uh, Dr. David, did China have its agents collect protective gear from all over the world to deny those countries the proper supplies they would need in the pandemic? And are they now willing to sell them back to the rest of the world at... High prices? Golly, Greg, I hate to think about that, but I would say yes. And with the new evidence coming out of China now, with this five-country alliance, I'm thinking it may not have been a malicious mistake, but it was a mistake nonetheless. So what might be some things that we could do a little bit more, like a fast-track list for you? on a Saturday morning, move your body. The, the more we circulate blood through the body, the more oxygenated our body gets. And I already mentioned that 75 to 80% of our immune system is, is located in our gut. 
Could we then, instead of eating a bit more, could we then perhaps eat a little bit less and then tax the immune system a little bit less? That's what today's show is all about. What more can we do to help build our body's immune defense? And what can we do a little less of that would improve our ability to defend against all diseases, including infections of every type? Yeah. So would it be that move might be the answer? Just because you see a couple walking in your neighborhood, that doesn't mean the majority of people that are off work are walking. They're, they're, that's your token couple right there, you think? Last week, we talked about drinking more water. And we also said, go to bed and stay in bed. That's what I'd like to have you do. Go to bed, get in bed for that seven to eight hours no matter if you sleep or not. I dare you to go to bed without your phone. I dare you to go to bed without your TV on. I dare you to go to bed without your dog sleeping in the bed with you. That's a joke. Stay with us. It's a Health Quest Saturday morning with me, Dr. David Kobaba. It's, uh, it is what it is. All of our radio show podcasts are available in the iTunes store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. All right, we're back. And uh, thanks again for tuning in to our show today. I want to get to uh, the short, short list today. Um, some things we could be doing more to help our immune function. To help reestablish a healthy immune response. You know, we've all come to learn a word, uh, comorbidity, right? Do you know what that means? Do you know what mitigation means? I know we throw the words around, but basically comorbidity means what is it that's on your side of the equation that puts you at a higher risk? It could be self-inflicted risks, it could be one that me people might blame on genetics. It could be related to an accident. But it doesn't matter. It scores just the same on the negative side of the equation. So let's say that there are different varieties of people who are exposed to the coronavirus and those that get infected. Then those who have the infection are vaguely infected, as in symptoms almost unaware, that's what they're saying, then some with moderate symptoms, some with severe, and some people get dead. And you wonder, what's the variation there? And it's related to these comorbidities. And some of us have been working on these morbid characteristic traits for many years. You know, it takes a lot of work to gain weight. Now, some people say, all I got to do is look at a piece of angel food Angel food cake, and I gave five, and I gained five pounds. Not so. And some of us have been very consistent at overeating. And did you know that if you cur curtail your food eating at this time, it will help support and strengthen your immune response, especially as I mentioned earlier, with it being located in your gut. 
Now, I believe that the average American is eating 75% too much food per day. Now, by my figure, that's three out of four bites. You dasn't be biting on. And just because you can chew it and swallow it, it don't make it food. That's one thing you can do that would help optimize your immune response. I didn't get to this a few weeks ago when I wanted to, and it was something that I learned when I was in law enforcement. I'm able to uh, interview astronauts through the years doing you know radio down south at Sun and Fun, which an air, it's an air show convention. And I've got a chance to meet up with some of these astronauts before, during, and after the interview, people like Jim Lovell. And I always ask him the question, have you ever seen anything in your space mission that, that, you, that, that, that you couldn't explain? And I, I know the military now had just released three different videos uh, confirming uh, unidentified flying objects, and they have videos of them, and they shared it with the general public. And that's a question unto itself, but I find it interesting that those people who are heavy in science, who've done the space travel, are in more of more awe that there is a creator than those who are planted on the earth. And claustrophobia is a, a little bit a part of space travel too. And the, the Navy SEALs and people in law enforcement like myself decades and decades ago were taught a technique that you could bring the stress down by doing something that's very simple. So I'm going to do that exercise with you right now. Here's what you can do, and you can do it while you're driving. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take about four seconds. Now, just think before you do it. Take about four seconds to breathe in deeply and get, get that deep breath all the way in in four seconds. Hold four seconds, then exhale four seconds, and then hold the exhaled breath for four, four seconds. So it's going to go four, 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 and four. So let's do it. Take a deep breath and take four seconds to do it. One, two, three, four. Now hold the breath. One, two, three, four. Now expire taking four, three, two, one, and hold the air out now. One, two, three, four. Now that's called a circuit. If you do that four times, four times four, that will literally slow down, dampen your body's, your body's sympathetic nervous system, your fight-or-flight response. And you'll find that it works. No matter what your worries are, it helps to reset your body's fight-or-flight mechanism. That four seconds in, hold four seconds, exhale all the way out. Get all the air out of your lung in four seconds. And then with the lung being totally empty, hold that for four seconds. And you do that four times. We call that box breathing. And whenever we were doing surveillance in a, in a heavy stress moment, that's what you do when you're waiting for something to happen to keep yourself calm. And right now, with some of us not being so well-trained at keeping ourselves calm and we're watching what dazzles us on the TV and downright scares us, you might want to be interested and doing something like the box breathing. I'll be putting the details on this uh, box breathing on our website, healthquestradio.com. If, if you need to share it <laughs> or you need to have it clarified like we're trying to do today, the corona clarified today. What could we be doing more? What 
could we be doing less that would help assist our body's immune function so that it could be better to stave off not just not just the pandemic we're in but anything even diseases it's a health quest saturday morning with me dr david kobaba you stay right here okay okay Go to healthquestradio.com. I've learned to think without arguing with myself. I'm just following my instincts. I just run with it. Well, hopefully that you're doing that today as you listen to our show. Hopefully a balancing act can happen between what we hear and what we do with what we hear. And as we say many times here on our show, uh, what you do with what you hear on our show is more important than what you hear. And I know you might say, well, you you couldn't do anything if you didn't hear nothing. (laughs) And I understand that. But with all that being said, uh, do that box breathing. And a couple weeks ago, uh, we did our two-hour show as well. We mentioned as well the pandemic in the uh, 1918. And I, I don't know if you know this, President Trump's grandfather died of, the, uh, of that sickness. And uh, they took the near-death soldiers and they threw them outside. I mean, respectfully so, but built some tents, outdoor, whatever they were like a little outdoor pavilion made of tents, uh, tent material. And they took all the sickly staff and had them go out there and kind of see them to their end. And then just exposing them to the outside and the wind and, and just the atmosphere of being outside, the soldiers regained their health. So much so that the survival rate of those that were near death taken outside to be in the wind and the sunlight and to see the vision of trees and whatever it is that the magic happened through the eyesight and the earshots caused a 40% increase in survival of those soldiers near death that were taken outside along with the staff members. They all did so much better as compared to the crammed and jammed version of it inside the the hospitals there. Now, if that doesn't encourage you to get outside, especially this weekend, I'm looking outside right now, the sun's out, moderate temperature today and tomorrow, Monday, get out there. And I'd say irrespective of what you're hearing, we some of us, we just got to make decisions for our own. But I believe when those of us are traveling downstream, downward, we lose our sense of decision-making. We become more indecisive and let other people tell us what to do. And I think with all due respects to the law, because we all are law-abiding citizens, sometimes the interpretation of that law needs greater scrutiny, and we need to personalize it. Now, we are answering questions today, and we're going to go into our second hour here in just a bit, so I want to take your questions. Yes or no answer would be preferable. Um, at Dr. David, Dr. David, Dr. David at HealthQuestRadio.com. That would be my, that would be my request, 
and uh, be happy to I mean hey we got questions and some people just want to know what my take is and it may be no better than your take but uh, you can take that to the bank actually being that you're taking uh, all this stuff and <laughs> so I would say when we come back we're going to get into some details what about caffeine does it help or hinder what about alcohol so many people are talking about the alcohol part of this whole thing do you think alcohol consumption is on the uptick? Maybe we will talk about food and how we can be better selecting our food as to help our immune function and not suppress it or repress it, okay? And then I do have to do this. We have to maybe talk about some things that maybe we need to do a little bit less to increase our body's immune function. And by the way, everything we're mentioning today, everything... Every single item we're mentioning today is not only good for the COVID virus, it's good for any virus, any biologic entity, any bacteria, any mold, yeast, fungus, any disease. But you got to stay right here to hear more of that. It's a HealthQuest Saturday morning with me, Dr. David Kolbaba. You stay right here, okay? We'll be back on the other side of news, okay? It's no mistake, so stay right here. Thanks. David Kolbaba, natural health care practitioner, 32 years and counting. He is a board-certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board-certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. We're back on a Saturday morning. Glad to have you be with us today. And I am uh, referring to what we can do, should do, uh, a little bit more of, a little less of, and I want to get to your questions as well. So let's go to some of the questions, just maybe one, and then I'll go to one of our items today. Uh, Question from our listener, Dr. Kobaba, I think I know your answer to this question. Um, Do you think Governor Pritzker is handling this COVID situation correctly, I hope you can comment beyond the yes or no. <laughs> oh, a sneaky one here. No, I, I'm requesting yes or no answers, but, um, you know, <clears throat> do I think Governor Pritzker is handling the situation correctly? No. No, I don't. And I think because politics, oh my gosh, I think politics has entered the fray. And I think now... I think what's going on is that we've got some of that stuff. And it, it bothers me because it doesn't help the general population uh, in, when we have these warring factions. So, um, Another question. Do you believe that the recent face mask mandate will prove effective? <sighs> these are good questions, actually. Um, but I, I feel like if I, I, the answer is yes. But I don't think, uh, but it's not doing what it's publicly conceptualized by the way of our politicians are communicating to us. Uh, they give us the impression that the face mask will do everything, and it doesn't. And and then they tell us we need a certain kind of face mask, and then 
then you could just use a scarf. And I'm thinking, what the heck is, is that all about? I don't understand how it's got to be sanitized. It's got to be a certain shape, a certain construct, and yet you could use a hanky. I understand that. So help me out here. Now, let's go to the, top, the topic of, of uh, alcohol. Is that time okay now? Okay, great. Uh, alcohol. Alcohol consumption um, and the pandemic how this can affect your immune response. Okay, here we go. Alcohol consumption uh, is an adversity to our immune system. It really is. Uh, As a matter of fact, if we are moderate consumers of alcohol, do you want to know where it lands? The most prominent place, other than I know you know about cirrhosis of the liver and all that, the, the greatest susceptibility to organ dysfunction when we drink alcohol is related to the lungs and our susceptibility to pneumonia. Now, I'm thinking about what I'm hearing in the news and the nature of this particular virus. I'm thinking, do I really want a greater susceptibility to my lung lining? And the answer is absolutely not. And also with alcohol, uh, there's a greater likelihood of all other types of acute respiratory uh, stress syndromes that are related to alcohol, meaning alcohol promotes that. Alcohol use in moderate amounts is directly related to a condition we talked about a couple weeks ago called sepsis. Um, Post-operative complications, those who get surgeries and they don't kind of sort of come out of it now, what, what I hear our patients, when they go into chemotherapy, when our patients go into surgery, what I have heard through the years, through the decades of, of treating people, what I consistently hear from the surgeons and from the doctors who are co-treating patients of ours, how fast our patients get well, how fast our patients recuperate. And, and some statements have been made, more than just a few, where the doctor will say, you know, I've been in practice 40 years and I've never seen something like this. You know, I've been in practice for over 20 years and, I, I've, never, and, I've, never see, and I've, never seen, I've never seen anything like this. We hear that a lot. So it's really awesome when we could attain such good health that even if we, if surgery is required that we can get through it in a way that's superior to what we would convalesce without the care that people get in our office now again i'm not into curing i think the body does that But when we're drinking alcohol and thinking again how we can increase our immune function, alcohol causes poor wound healing. And you know what it's like if you know somebody who's elderly, somebody who has diabetes, blah, blah, blah. You'll notice that they have bruises that don't seem to go away and so on. And one might say that's synonymous with um, with, with, with being old. And, you know, old cars don't run like new cars, and I understand that. But all, all I'm saying is that with certain 
additions to our diet in the form of alcohol, we can bring greater problems to us, even if something is simple, and I don't mean simple because people live with ulcerations, you know, open wounds, because they have poor wound healing. And then with alcohol, there's slower and less complete recovery from infection. Now, if you listen to our show, we talk about how the long-winded version of people who have to be on the respirator, the ventilator, a.k.a. intubated, typical respiration therapy is two, three days long in the main. But with COVID-19, it's two weeks or more, which relegates the patient to even more risks than they otherwise would not from the COVID-19, not Corona, Wuhan, China virus. It's caused by the respirator itself. And with so many people, so many entities rushing to manufacture these, these respirators, I myself personally question the breakdown of some of these machines when the critically cared for patient meets with some kind of complication due to the machine. Alcohol consumption also damages epithelial cells and, and the, the T cells and the neutrophils in the GI system that make up our body's immune uh, response mechanism. And uh, alcohol disrupts the gut barrier function and allows for uh, different microbes to leak into the circulation. And when these microbes, these critters, get into the, the circulation, it turns on our immune system as if the firemen are going off to a false call. And so we're overextending our body's immune system as our immune system starts shooting in the dark. You know, the gastrointestinal system is typically the first point of contact for alcohol. And I know you know that, but... But, but as it passes through the body, and it's where alcohol is absorbed into the bloodstream, it's through, it's through our GI system. And one of the most significant immediate effects of alcohol is that it affects the structure and integrity of our gastrointestinal tract. Now picture the two, uh, the two lines converging. Picture you've got the alcohol use, especially more now with the COVID, and then you've got overeating Americans, those that are eating... 75% too much food, in my estimation, per day, three out of four bites of food. And I look at those two con converging lines coming together, and you can understand how that alters our immune function. And so, uh, here's an example. Alcohol alters the numbers and relative abundance of microbes in the gut biome. There's, there's so many bugs that live in us. We, we say that there are more microbes that live in our body that make up our own body cells. And by the way, there are more viruses in nature, in number, 10 times more viruses than any living cell in the world. And so these microorganisms in the gut they become interrupted, interfered with. So their replicative process starts to become interfered with because of the alcohol. So guess what happens? What happens when your grass stresses out in the backyard? Do you ever notice that the weeds seem to thrive? So as the microbes in your gut 
the grass, the gram-positive bacteria become stressed, then the weeds in the gut, the gram-negative bacteria, begin to thrive. And that's where we get pneumonia, tuberculosis, hepatitis B and C, this thing called septicemia, and the autoimmune disease, which is so prevalent today. And even cancer, some scientists believe that cancer is predisposes, uh, we're predisposed to cancer because of this biome shift. And then if you've heard leaky gut, things like that, well, it's no mistake that you've tuned into our show today. Sorry about the alcohol, kids. Uh, but that that's what we got to deal with when we consider the impact of, of alcohol and what we could do or should do when it comes to restoration of our immune response mechanism. Now we're going to take a short break. Get to more of your questions, Dr. David, Dr. David, Dr. David at HealthQuestRadio.com. All this and more. Stay right here. It's uh, it is what it is. You listen to Dr. K. He'll get you right. to healthquestradio.com. All of our radio show podcasts are available in the iTunes store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. Can you imagine what people would say? If we're always guided by other people's thoughts, what's the point of having our own? So what more can we do to help build our body's immune defenses? And what could we do a little less of that will improve our ability to defend against infections of every type? Today, it's more or less when more is better, when less is better, the corona clarity moment here. Let's try to get some clarity. I want to give you an idea of what you can do so that we can stay on the upshot part of this thing and say, hey, I'm taking initiative with my life. I'm taking initiative in all the things I can do, and I feel really good about it. And I'm not going to let other people drive me into my fear. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to go there. Now, last week I was talking about water and how water enhances, it oxygenates your body's immune response. Pure water. It's pure water in your body, which enables it to produce the right quantity of blood cells and other immune response cells. If you're not drinking, now again, I, you can go back to last week's show and you can, you can get that. So I'm not repeating the show, but I want to bring a point out that says, yeah, when you drink Red Bull, when you're drinking coffee, when you're drinking alcohol, when you're drinking orange juice, when you're making your own juice in the morning, it's an adulteration of H2O. It, it hampers the body's ability to recognize what the heck it is. H2O. And the right quantity of H2O in your body, it produces the right quantity of blood cells and other immune response cells. Do you want your immune response cells to be ready, robust, and ready to go? Of course you do. 
You see, you got to keep these immune response cells in circulation because then they can patrol the streets of your bloodstream and they can keep watch on what's going on, on the current status of your body and how it might need to or want to or, 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 or respond to an incoming infectious bug or even a virus or even a parasitic bug. Did you know that this, this COVID-19 is a parasite? It's a parasitic entity. So if you want to have a strong immune system, then you got to do what it takes. And if you're not drinking enough water, then you're going to have frequent illnesses. You're the kind of person that's always getting sick. If it's going around, I'm going to get it. Not enough water causes fatigue. And, and we mentioned before that if you're not drinking enough water, many times the lack of water in your body masks itself. It camouflages. It manifests as hunger. Then what do we do here? We, we, go, we go start feeding our face with food instead of water. And when we do drink liquids, it's not water. Our immune system is a complex system that incorporates many biological functions. And so when you're dehydrated, not only will you be wanting to eat, most of the time when we're dehydrated, we crave carbohydrates. And if you look at the dilemma in our country today, we're carbohydrate-driven people. But let's just go to the other thing on my list. Oh, frankly, I need to get to some of these questions, too, I wanted to. So here's one. Uh, Dr. Kobaba, do you believe, this is from Frank, do you believe that there are other treatment options that might prove effective but for some reason are not being utilized? The answer is yes to that question, Frank. Another question, Jeanette, Dr. Kobaba, uh, do you go along with the growing rationale that only those who are more susceptible, vulnerable, including those who have comorbidities, should be quarantined? Hmm, good question. Do I think... Do I think along the lines of the growing rationale that says the people who are at high risk should be the ones quarantined and those that aren't shouldn't? Hmm. Let's face it, and I, I don't want to be facetious, but it is true. Isn't it true that if you never drive a car, you'll never be in a car accident? And isn't it true that if all of us, you know, dug underground bunkers, none of us would be killed in a tornado? I mean, as facetious as that sounds, there's a lot of truth in what I said, Right. You know, living underground in a bunker, we're never going to get killed by a tornado. In the parallels regarding, you know, quarantine are applicable here as too as well. Because if 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 each one of us went into an individual chamber and were fed by some you know fairy dust, none of us would ever spread any disease, any infection. But you got to live in a real world, and as some are saying, we got to get the country back. Sorry for talking so much on that. Let's get to overeating. Did you know that overeating, as much as I've been blasting most of us most of the time for doing that, it lowers our basal metabolic rate? Now, here's a question. I say here at HealthQuest, all diseases, infections, and conditions are predaceous. They pick on the young, old, weak, slow. Now, in this pandemic, you've been hearing old, right, and those who carry other sicknesses with them. So it was no surprise to me because every disease entity, every infectious entity, uh, they, they, they get their pick of the litter. They get a chance to choose what they're going to attack. 
and it's the young, old, weak, slow. And it, it differs from time to time, but it, in different proportions of those four variables. And when you overeat, it lowers your basal metabolic rate. Now, when you lower your mes- you know, metabolic rate, your basal metabolic rate, you know what you do? You give power to those bugs that can catch up to you because your metabolic rate has slowed down. And most people in this country who are sedentary, because most of us are, have a lower basal metabolism anyhow. And that's why we have so many sick among us with America, you know, population in America making up less than 5% of the world's population. We're using over 85% of the world's supply of medication. You got 95% of the world's population using only 15% of the leftover medication that we're not using here in this country. And we got 30 countries that are living longer than we are. The standard American diet and lifestyle tends to be high in sugar. We already talked about that. And, and, and what happens is that these worthless calories combined with an overall lack of physical activity create the problems. And eventually, extra fat cells develop. And then we have some hormones that come up to counteract that. And unfortunately, excessive amounts of these hormones, we call them leptins, caused by overeating, it triggers some specific immune cells to produce a a molecule that's called interferon gamma. And when this molecule triggers a fat cell to produce a thing we call MHC2, these overfed fat cells actually stimulate an increase in the production of a group of proteins called major histocompatibility complex 2. And I'm just going to call it an MHC2. But here's the problem. Here's why when we don't want that happening, because these proteins are normally involved in immune responses against viruses and bacteria. And when these are suppressed, guess what? Katie, bar the door. So overeating really is a way of sneaking somebody in your group that lets the bad guys in at night. And the problem is your immune system acts like a whole time it's protecting itself. It almost like it gets preoccupied while this other process is occurring. And it's, it's, it's not good to overeat for many reasons. And if we exercised, I hate to tell you this, but if we moved our bodies more, and if we could and should, as we did in past when we had to, you know, when we didn't have the mechanism in the technology, we did move our bodies more. And then we burned the calories. And so, in a sense, we deserve to eat what we did eat when we, when we ate what we ate. <laughs> it's a Health Quest Saturday morning with me. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a very short break here. I'm waiting for your questions at Dr. David, Dr. David, Dr. David at healthquestradio.com. I'll be happy to read them. You are here for a reason. No mistake that you've tuned tuned into our show today. Just got to learn how to breathe, right? I think so. Stay right here. Listening to Chicagoland's longest running health, news, and science show with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Go to healthquestradio.com. 
Imagine if the coronavirus killed someone every 18 seconds. Well, heart disease does. And I don't see any of you stocking up on vegetables and gym memberships. It's, uh, it is what it is. I guess. <laughs> hey, what could we do that could actually help our immune system and what we don't do that would help our immune system too? All that today with the Corona Clarity, maybe. Let's go to caffeine. I know what you're thinking. Is he going to say caffeine needs to be consumed more often to help my immune system? Country Western music does that to my, to my voice. Caffeine. Here's how coffee, okay, I think you know, uh, drinking more coffee ain't going to do it. And you might say, well, what does coffee have to do with my immune system? It's just a pleasant drink. You know, put some mud in a cup and drink it. No big deal. America's pastime. Well, coffee exhausts our adrenal glands, which then leaves us tired. Now, interesting, a moment ago we said if you drink less water, you become fatigued. And if you drink more coffee, that will make you fatigued. So interesting, is kind of like a seesaw. If I push down on the water and I increase my coffee, I get a double dose of fatigue. And of all the symptoms people show up with in our office, I'd say in the top five, it's fatigue, energy. I don't want to get up out of a chair syndrome. Secondly, caffeine affects, um, can cause uh, muscle twitching, even a fast heart rate. So we in, in, in our clinic, when we find a person that's got a fast heart rate, and we really want to see about a 60, one per second, one beat per second is what we want to hear. But those people who range up in higher rates, you almost want to say, if the body never makes a mistake, then why is my heart rate so quick? Why is it moving so fast? And you could imagine if our body doesn't move fast because we're sitting in a chair, not going too fast anywhere quick, then our body has to adjust because it wants to get blood flowing. And one of the ways it does it, it raises our rate. Now, what grandma or grandpa sitting in a nursing home somewhere does not have one or more forms of inflammation in their body? Name the disease, and I'll show you it's got its inflammation. And what the body does to compensate for people who are sedentary and those in the nursing homes who are super sedentary, the body trumps up some kind of a, it kind of like puts a tack under the chair. We call it inflammation. And not all aspects of inflammation are destructive, and, and we talk about that on our show. Call our HealthQuest Radio hotline, 800-794-1855. Get a copy of the uh, CD we have called 
uh, the disease toxicity connection. And so the body fires itself up using inflammation. And in this country, we do a lot of things wrong. A lot of things are conflicting as it goes well beyond the COVID-19. Because in this country, rather than let the useful constructive aspects of inflammation help us, we attack the inflammation and give you the anti-inflammatory. And when you are consuming coffee, caffeine, tea, a monster drink, a white claw, whatever it is, you know, all these different caffeinated beverages, there are more and more of them showing up. Why? Because more and more fatigue is showing up in our country because of sedentary living, overeating, and on and on we go. So what do we do? We goose ourselves with something like caffeine. And then the caffeine is an artificial stimulus that gets us peppy for just a bit, but it overuses our our adrenal system. And then what it does in the end with the use of caffeine, the way most Americans use it, it actually affects our ability to absorb some very essential nutrients. And those nutrients are related to our body's immune function. Go figure. Now figure this. If you drank less coffee and drank more water, see what we're doing today? The teeter-totter? It's a, it's a neat way of thinking about how you can factor into a better defense system, not only for COVID, but for every, every single infection, every single infection, every disease. You see, I want this information to be utilizable for you 365 days a year. Stay right here. You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health news and science show with your host, Dr. David Goldbaba. Dr. David Kolbaba, natural health care practitioner, 32 years and counting. He is a board-certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board-certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. When more is better, when less is better. Hey, let's get to some of your questions. Appreciate you writing in to me. I was trying to keep it to uh, yes, yes or no for me, but I guess people are just asking questions today. So here's one, one that snuck in here. Dr. Kobaba, I know uh, this is not... <laughs> I know this is not a yes or no question, but I still like to get your response for you. Uh, what is the most frustrating aspect of this whole COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I'd say it's the never-ending saturation of so much contradictory information. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I got an idea. Yeah. I say we shut down the national media for 30 days and watch 80% of the world's problems go away. 
there's some truth to that. And uh, we got another question here. Charles. Hey, Charles. Uh, if and when they come out with the COVID-19 vaccine, will people be forced to take it against their will if they do not want it? Great question, Chuck. Uh, Charles, that's a great question. You know what? I mentioned last week on the show, the World Health Organization, uh, they did say that there's a just because you have the antibody for COVID does not necessarily mean you will not and cannot be reinfected. Now, if that's true, and I don't trust them anymore, if there, there's truth to what they said, then I said last week, then what the heck are we waiting 17 months for a vaccine that ain't going to work for the same reason your own antibodies won't defend you in a second throw? You understand what I mean? I mean, even right now, our flu vaccines, did you know the flu vaccines, we're using the H1N1. You know, all the vaccines we're ever going to use, that we've always used, that we're ever going to use, are all late. They're all late coming to the game. Can you imagine being a, a caveman with a club? And, and you got another caveman who's one generation ahead of you. He has a sword. And you two got to fight. He's got a sword. You got a club. And then you get a sword. But then he gets a gun, and then you fight. Then you engineer a gun, and then he gets a cannon. And then you build a cannon, and he builds a bomb. You see where I'm going? We are so late. And by the way, that's the nature of what we do in science. We are late to the party whenever it comes to vaccines. The nature of vaccines are that all of them are always late. Right now, if they step it up, it's normally three, four years, they're stepping it up and getting that curve down to what, 17 months? And you, Charles, you're wondering if and when it ever happens that they get it, and with what the World Health Organization said that it won't matter because you've got the, they're not saying it won't matter to get the vaccine, they're wanting you to get the vaccine. I'm the one that's stepping forward and saying, wait, if you build the antibodies in your body and you have the antibodies and it doesn't protect you, then it don't matter what kind of a vaccine they're going to come up with because the same principle will exist for the vaccine. Another piece of misinformation, whether or not we're going to be forced to take it, I don't know. I'm seeing some things in the news I don't like to see. I'm seeing people arrested for just being people. And I'm seeing our police forces are being used against the population. And it scares me. Thanks for your question, Charles. Getting back to caffeine, today more or less. When more is better, when less is better. I guess we're saying caffeine, it's less, right? I think I think that's what we're saying today. I think I think that's what we're saying. You see, because caffeine triggers the release of stress hormones. It it, it actually it, it actually tells the body you're about to go through stress when maybe you ain't. The caffeine in coffee isn't good when you are drinking it in excess because it can stimulate the sympathetic nervous system by increasing stress levels. Now, remember, last hour we talked about the box breathing, how we could calm down the sympathetic nervous system by doing the box breathing. And if you just tuned in, you can go to healthcoastradio.com. We'll have it posted there, the box breathing. It's, it, it, takes, it takes less than two minutes to calm down the, the, the sympathetic nervous system by a breathing technique we talked about. But then you go off and have yourself a cup of coffee. 
Make it a double. And it does the opposite. It's like pushing your foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake pedal. And you wonder why you're feeling stressed. And too much stress is the reason for the release of stress hormones like cortisol that that interferes with the functioning of your immune system because it's getting you ready to fight. You know a person that's in shock doesn't know they're in shock. They don't know they're bleeding. Because they're in shock, that's a protective mechanism that the body has built into it. That's what shock is all about, is to keep you functioning even though your arm is torn off. But what happens is coffee tricks the body into believing that it can be fearless when in reality it's being stressed. And the more stressed our bodies become, the shorter the life of every cell in our body. And that don't make no sense to me. Keep it right here on a HealthQuest Saturday morning with me, Dr. David Kolbaba. notice uh, those veteran listeners that I play this piece of music more often than others at this time in the show because it helps to ground me and it just cobs my spirit Hmm. the person who's performing this is is a Native Indian Native American I can't get him on the show. (laughs) He's so humble. And he knows how powerful this song is for me because it does ground me. And I've been trying to get him on the show for for a long time and he's just uh, (laughs) camera shy, Mike shy. (laughs) But he is so anchored to the created master creator that most of us worship. And I I wanted to mention something, maybe this is a no-no on secular radio, but I I gotta go for it anyhow. For those of us who are confused when it comes to listening to the news and listening to this, the banter, and now the banter that's going on within the family, some of it, you know, It's just confusing, frustrating, painful, causes fear. One of my favorite books of the Bible is Philippians, the fourth chapter. Basically, it says, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. And I'm hoping you're able to do that somehow, some way. Let your moderation be be made known unto men. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is something we can be certain of, those of us who have shared faith. And then the verse later on, 
it mentions, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Maybe we don't need to be strong on our own. We can do our best, but get the help of the one that built us. And lastly, I want to mention something that's a little bit more of an obscure a verse in Romans, the eighth chapter, uh, the, the 26th verse. Just get this, would you please? And I'm spending the, the tail end of our show on it because I believe this is the best way to end because it offers promise to us all. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, it says here, for we do not know how to pray or how to offer in whatever way we need to offer to God. But it says here, it says the Spirit himself pleads for us in yearnings that can not find words. You know what it's like sometimes when you're so exasperated, you don't even know how to, how to pray, what to pray for? That the Holy Spirit will do that for us. That the Spirit himself pleads for us in yearnings that can find no words. I'd ask you to do that. And I'm doing that too together. And perhaps we can help you in a more physical, human way. And you can do that by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline. Maybe you need to be part of our team. Being a patient means you're part of our team, part of our family. Call 800-794-1855, 800-794-1855. Love to have you be there. You don't have to be sick to be a patient in our office. You can just be one of us. We're very busy right now during this time. We haven't taken time off. Our patients are excited. They're not fearful. I have to say that in the main, that is true. 800-794-1855 is the number to call for any question that you might have, okay? 800-794-1855. God willing, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be blessed. Be blessed.